All right, so you yeah. get a new job. <sighs> Why? Is this like a I get a better job? Um, it's a job that's more fulfilling. You don't get paid as much. Okay. Like one day you were um sitting in the office that you work at. Yeah. On the uh 69th floor. It's a tall building. It's actually 420 stories tall. Oh, wow. That's a very tall building. There's people who are like constantly working on it and constantly making it bigger and bigger. So, every so it's a still expanding, already tall office building. Every year they add an extra uh, 98 stories. And they're 420 right now? Yeah. And I'm on floor 69? Yeah. And every time you hit 69 in the uh, elevator, you'll laugh a little bit. Yeah, of course, Pat. I bet that button is so fucking worn down, you know? Yeah. The paint's not on it anymore for sure. Dude, it is a elevator that has seen better days. Yeah. The point is that um, you're on the 69th floor and like one day you kind of look out the fucking window and you see like a bird soaring through the sky. You see the sun start to fade away into nothingness what a part of you wonders if it'll ever come back what are you fucking talking about i see the sun fade away in nothingness well it's like setting oh the sun okay so the sun is setting yeah i was trying to be poetic. not fading away into nothingness yeah what a part of you feels like it is god damn it pat like in the distance you can hear a uh what some laughter and you think to yourself i don't want to meet the person who laughs like that that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm just saying what happens. Pat. So you look over and you see. How a, would I know that? You look over and you see a, a bird flying and not just any bird. A, like an eagle or something? A bald eagle. There's a place in Wood River, Illinois where you can go bald eagle watching right near St. Louis. You remember those days back in Illinois? Yeah. You remember going there and uh, having binoculars to find those golden eagles? You remember one time uh, you put like the binoculars on backwards? Your mom like fixed them and kind of laughed. You guys still laugh about it to this day. Yeah, I bet. One day when you were doing that, uh, you looked over and uh, you hadn't seen an eagle all day. No one had. People were starting to get kind of weirded out by it. You kind of look, uh, you look up and it's yeah. one of those days where the moon is out while the sun is out. Yeah, know? I hate those days. Yeah, well, normally you do, but today it kind of uh, it's it stayed in your mind because when you looked up, you saw an eagle fly right in front of that moon. It was almost like time stopped for a split second. The eagle looked down. You guys, uh, your eyes met. And you heard him say, hello, Aaron. Fucking shit. So you've always had kind of had a thing for uh, looking at eagles. <sighs> It's the only one that ever spoke to you, though. You never oh, okay, good. You never told anyone. Why would I? I tell a therapist, you know? Yeah. Uh, he puts you on some uh, drugs because he's like, this guy's clearly insane. <laughs> the drugs uh, are kind of like uh, are mind numbing. So you spent actually like a year like just in this weird fog that you barely remember. This guy was named Dr. Claw. <laughs> Dr. What was his first name? Curtis. Dr. Curtis Claw? Yeah. He's like a psychiatrist? He's a psychiatrist, but he's also a supervillain. 
Uh, oh, okay. Like he would fight like uh, the good but guy. But was he in network? No. No, no, no. He would. Uh, he wasn't even in my network? No, he was very expensive, but he was the best. It uh, sounds like he did a fucking horrible job. He put me in a medicated fog for a year, Pat. What the fuck? Eventually, you broke free of it, and he was, because uh, he was like uh, putting like a supermax prison for supervillains. So he wasn't good at his job. Well, he was very good, but he was a supervillain. Why would I go see him and pay him an exorbitant amount of money? I mean, look, why, you know, how does gravity work? Who fucking knows? Isaac Newton. Right. So uh, what ends up happening? He figured it out. It doesn't make any sense why I would go see that guy. I'm notoriously cheap. <laughs> anyway, so you get a new job. That fucking sucks. Yeah. What am I doing now? And so, so I quit that job. Uh, yeah, because you saw that eagle flying in the air, and you you remember you just think to yourself, you just think about like freedom. You think about like the eagles not flying in the air isn't what does it, Pat? It said it fucking stopped and said hello to me. But that was just a memory you had. That what that has to do with this. Um, one time uh, you had a, a a nightmare, and you woke up, and the eagle was on the edge of your bed. Staring what the at fuck, you. Pat? Its eyes the glowed, same one. His eyes glowed red. For a moment, he had uh, like 12 wings. So anyway, so you're like, um, you see this eagle. How did that night end? If I woke up and saw a 12 winged eagle <laughs> yeah. that I'm familiar with, yeah. that spoke to me. If I saw a perch on the edge of my bed, I'm shitting and pissing everywhere. I'm scared. I'm terrified. He looks at you and he goes, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. What hello, my ragtime girl. He flies away. Man, I hate this thing so much. Yeah. So, uh, so you see that eagle soaring through the air and yeah. you think of yourself of freedom. You think to yourself of a life of, you think just, you know, like my job's okay, but it's not like I love what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like I, I need to soar like that eagle. Yeah. So what do I do instead? Uh, the eagle crashes into a drone and dies. Great. A drone, a drone. Yeah. This guy was taking uh photos of, uh, manhole covers. Yeah. Yeah. It gave him an erotic charge. Manhole covers get this guy hard. This guy's sick. What's his name? Uh, Herb uh, Toinovich. (laughs) Herb Toinovich? Yeah. From the Toinovich family. That means nothing to me. Oh, uh, they are eccentric billionaires. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They made their um, fortune. They were the first people to sell lamps in the United States. And for a long time, the Toinoviches would just, they're the only people who would sell lamps. No one could figure out how to do it. And then one day, this guy, uh, uh, Jack Sears, figured it out and he started selling it in his department stores. Wait, the guy who created the Sears department store is the guy that cracked the code on lamps and broke up a fucking lamp monopoly by the Toinovich family. Yeah, Jack's. Jack Sears? Jack Sears. His yeah. name was Jack Sears. He wore a leather jacket with a big J on the back. J for Jack. Jack Sears. Yeah. All right. What? So anyway, so uh, so his drone kills that eagle, and you're like, holy shit! And so you, uh, how does it kill like a full grown eagle? It smashes into him at ninety miles an hour. Like that eagle is decimated. It just knocks him out of the sky. It not well. Not, it, it goes through the eagle. Jesus you know what I mean? Christ like it that. destroys its entire body, basically. All right. 
its wings. Well, that's sl- horrifying. You see the wings slowly. God damn it! Fall to the ground. It takes forever. I'm not going to look at it. You sweat so bad while watching it. So uh, you decide to get a new job, and so you uh, you work as a, a ball boy. A ball boy. Yeah. For, for the, what? For the local minor league team. What kind of minor league? What the Express? The uh, oh, okay, uh, for baseball. Yeah, for baseball. Sorry. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't even say that. I uh, so I don't. I don't have a regular day job any longer. I'm now a ball boy. This is your job for a minor league baseball team in Austin. Yeah, in Austin, the Round Rock Express. How much am I getting paid to do that? Like fifty dollars a game. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck? I can't afford to live like that, Pat. But you think to yourself. Life what? finds a way. No, I'm not. No, Pat. You think about Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> no. You don't know why? I know exactly why. I'm not an idiot. But, but I, you really, I, couldn't, I couldn't afford to do that, Pat. But your thing is that eventually you'll figure it out. You think to yourself, the universe always provides. It normally does. Like one time you remember you wanted to get an orange soda. You were out of Spencer's Gifts. Uh, and you were. Why was I there? You wanted to buy a silly little toy. What kind of toy was I going to buy? Um, It's an outhouse. And when you push a button, this guy's like, did someone die in here? <laughs> it's like a plastic outhouse. Yeah. And one time you of- click it and it goes 17 large, bitch. What does that mean? I mean, who fucking knows? But you loved it. And so um, <laughs> it's a gag outhouse that yells funny phrases about shitting. How much was I going to spend on that? $17. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay. I was thinking 20 bucks was my limit, but hey, okay. I'm okay with that. Sure. So you have this new job as a ball. Anyway, so your point is that like, like the world is like, the universe is always provided for you. So one time you're at a Spencer's and you're like, you're, and you were just like, so your, your mouth is so dry after laughing at yeah. that outhouse thing. Yeah. And you laughed for about 15 straight minutes. It would probably make me laugh if I saw it in real life. Sure. I mean, it's hilarious. It's Spencer's guess. Yeah. So you go over to the soda machine you, and you think to yourself, I want to get myself an orange soda. So um, you go it's over the last there. Thing I'd pick. It's a uh, uh, $1.75. And you look down. And you're like, oh, fuck. I only have $1.50. And you think to yourself, boy, if only I had an extra quarter. And then... Uh, this guy runs up to you and he goes, here, kid. And he hands you a quarter. He runs away. Why is he, he calling me kid? I'm he, an adult. And uh, he, he, he runs away and he's immediately shot to death by the uh, what security, the mall security. Mall cops have guns now? Machine guns. And they blow this guy away. And you look down at the quarter. For a second, the George Washington. For a second, you could swear the George Washington winks at you. God but you're like, there's no way it's true. So you get yourself your orange soda. So you think to yourself, you know, the universe always provides. I'll be okay. So you start working as this ball boy. And um, you're kind of like uh, hanging out. And you're kind of like loving it, dude. Like you love baseball. Yeah. You love this shit, dude. And you've like, you get to travel with these guys. You get to know some of the guys. You guys talk. Ba- you guys talk shop. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm contributing a lot to this. This, well, this talk of professional fucking baseball players. I'm a goddamn 34 year old ball boy, Pat. But a couple of them are like, "Hey, we've seen you do comedy before. You're really funny, man." Oh, cool, thanks. They go, "You know what's funny? Uh, we went one time. Went to the show 
downtown at the Velveeta Room, and they had this show called Low and Inside, and it was about like comedy baseball. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And so they're like, uh, so they like you, and they talk to you and stuff. Oh, cool! That's great. And so, so you, I'm like, traveling with them. Yeah, dude, you're the most trusted ball boy there. Do I is. get a per diem or anything? Yeah. What do I? What's my per diem? Ah, uh, you get uh, three chicken wings and uh, f- thirty two payments of uh, twenty nine ninety five. Three chicken wings and sixty bucks. That's my per diem. Yeah. And you think to yourself, you get a hotel room. I mean, yeah, you you bunk with the guys. Oh, okay. You bunk with a different ball player every single night. All right. So, and you're like a uh, loving life, dude. You're like really enjoying yourself. And uh, one day, there's a, a game being played, and um, you kind of like hanging out, and uh, they decide that you get to throw the first pitch. Why? Why on earth would I get to throw the first pitch? Because they like you, dude. People like you. Man, this feels like I'm gonna get the ball. This this is a this is a fucking Charlie Brown scenario about to happen here. You think that to yourself? You turn to one of the players, Henry Dobbs, and you go, "What Man. position he play? He was a catcher. Yeah, was he any good? He's fucking great, dude. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he goes like." No, kid, don't even worry about it. Why is everybody calling me kid? It's just your nickname. They call you the kid. You have a jersey made that says the uh, kid. No, and, no. And your number is 4269. Oh, God. Everyone loves it. So yeah, I'm you cool throw the first boy. pitch and, and Dobbs is there and uh, he just kind of is holding the mitt waiting for you to go. Yeah. You wind up for a second. It's like time slows down. Great. More time shit. You see like a butterfly float in slow motion in front of you for a second you look at its uh, wings and you think to yourself it has all the colors of saint joseph's coat you let go of the ball straight down the middle fucking strike crowd goes ape shit yeah of course it's an everyman thing. And you're like, you kind of, yeah. And they're all like, holy shit. Everyone starts to, holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> the crowd shit, is chanting, holy shit. It's a sold out show too. Oh man. Because they were going to, um, the halftime show is, is, is Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> the halftime show of the baseball game. Yeah. They have a new thing in baseball, the halftime show. Uh, and so they have, they to kick it off. They have them start off and they, and then like, they're like, yeah, we're going to play it for like, 45 minutes so it's not even just like when do they when do they insert this halftime show like when what um, inning four and a half so <laughs> what about extra inning games well then there's extra innings you know they're called extra for a reason Aaron throws the balance off so uh Shit is like getting pretty crazy. You know what I mean? You're this ball boy, and um, there's like a particular game that happens, and you're kind of like hanging out for it. Yeah. And um, it's these two teams, and uh, so you're ready to throw that first pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you throw it, like I said, strike, people going crazy. And then the two coaches come out to like congratulate you. The first coach comes out. It's kind of interesting because he's dressed like a, like a Parisian nobleman from like the 17th century. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got one of those like wigs and like hats and stuff. He's got like a mask that covers half his face like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. 
And he says, hello, Aaron. My name is Sebastian Silence. And when he says his name, like five dudes pop up out of nowhere. They pop up from behind like a hot dog cart. One of them uh, pops up behind like the third base coach, you know, stuff like that. And they'll go, shh. God, I hate him so much. And then you kind of look over at the other coach and he's this guy. He's wearing uh, like a detective's uh, outfit kind of. Yeah. Covered in question marks. (laughs) He's wearing an amulet uh, with a raven's face on it. Yeah. He has, without a doubt, the worst Maryland accent you've ever heard in (laughs) your life. He's like, hey, Aaron, it's me, shithead Steve. He goes, my team doesn't even have a shortstop out of respect to Kale Ripken. Well, he takes out a can of Natty Bow and just pounds the entire thing. Sounds like you're at a disadvantage there, sir. So uh, you're the ball boy for that game. Uh, and uh, at one point in the game, uh, they like hit the ball right, and it's like clearly going foul, and you run after that ball. Yeah, and you fucking like leap in the air to catch it. Yeah, and it bonks you in the fucking head. Great. You land on the ground, like skin your knee really bad. End this, please. You go into a coma from a skinned knee. It hurt really bad, dude. Come on, a skinned knee. Into a coma. When the paramedics showed up and they saw your knee, one of them vomited and the other one killed himself. Oh my God, Pat. He slit his own throat and screamed the names of 200 demons. How? He passed out of 200? So you wake up and uh, you're, you're in this coma for like a few days and you wake up and you're like, uh, what the hell? And uh, you're in a hospital and uh, the doctor walks over Dr. Feelgood. And he's like, uh, hello, Aaron. He goes, uh, name is Dr. Feelgood. Uh, you're here at Lanalax Hospital. Uh, and wow, you gave us a scare there, kid. Yeah. He kind of like touches your chin. He goes, my little special little guy. Don't touch me like that. <laughs> you know. They go, you know, Aaron, you uh, sustained some, uh, some brain damage. But he goes, thanks to the Lanalax Corporation, we were able to fix your brain. Great. And they go, so, you know, we're going to let you stay here uh, for a few hours. Uh, once you kind of, you know, you get used to walking around and stuff, we're going to we're going to we're going to get you out of here. OK, great. And he goes, it is great. He leaves. And uh, true to their word, in about uh, three hours from now, you actually feel like pretty good. And and you think to yourself how lucky you are that you were able to survive this whole skin knee incident. Sure. So you, uh, you know, check yourself out of the hospital, out of Lanalax hospital. Yeah. Your girlfriend comes to pick you up. Yeah. She's in a helicopter. She just got her, like her helicopter license. (laughs) She lands and she's like, Hey Aaron, come on in. The water's fine. She laughs. You fucking laugh too. So I climbed. She has a helicopter now. Yeah. How? She got her license, dude. So she, how'd she get a fucking helicopter? It's. I mean, it's. These are questions for another day. So you guys, that, uh, you guys fly back home. She lands perfectly. She's totally safe. So uh, you kind of like uh, go inside of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, uh, all right. Well, I'm just gonna you know lie down and watch some TV. You lie down. Turn on the TV. It's a show called Chunks. Yeah. 
Uh, these two guys, Howie and Chip, they like break different things. They just chunk them. Uh-huh. Uh, the episode that you're watching, they are chunking um, that the first uh, bones ever found of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Why would they do that? Before you that can, seems like history. Yeah, you kind of think that to yourself, and then suddenly, like everything fades to black. You kind of come to, and you're inside this kind of weird room. It's pink everywhere. You're like, what the hell's going on? You kind of turn around, and standing in front of you is you. A man who looks just like you, except he has a little wispy mustache. He goes, hey, Aaron, I'm your brain. What do you do? I don't fucking know, Pat. I don't know what you want me to do here. I'm stuck in a pink room talking to my brain. I'm obviously having like some sort of hallucination. He's got such or like a, a fever dream mustache. Dude. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck I'm I go, hi brain, how do I get out of here? He goes He goes, You don't understand, Aaron. The last corporation, they're able to save your life, able to save your brain. And now you have the ability to talk to your brain whenever you want. It was already in my head. I could already think. He goes, but now, Aaron, you can access 100% of your brain. Cool. What's the first thing you do? Get out. I go back to my life. Because everything feels like it's fucking up in the air and weird. I just want to live a normal life. Yeah. And once I get settled, think about what I really want to do with this great power. Sure. So you kind of start to fade away. Uh, before you can fully fade away, uh, the brain you grabs you and like you become like solid again. And he goes, you dumb son of a bitch. You have so much power. He kicks you in the balls really, really hard. What the fuck? And then he uh, kind what of fades fuck? away. And uh, for the next uh, 50 years, what? Uh, this guy lives as you and you live as his brain powering his uh, special abilities. What? Uh, he's able to uh, harness 100% of his brain. He starts uh, a company called uh, Look at That fucking shit and it's uh, a company that does a bunch of different things they make uh you know videos they uh, uh one of them they create new national monuments like they, they become pretty fucking successful dude uh he also has the ability he learns taekwondo instantly great uh and uh he looks just like you except uh the only way anyone had any kind of suspicion that maybe things were kind of weird that wispy fucking mustache it was like one solid hair oh you know man. what i mean and that was the mustache that he had. So you kind of live inside that brain. Like I said, 50 years powering this uh, this guy. Uh, eventually, he becomes uh, the president of the United States of America and uh, gets uh, the U.S. in a uh, nuclear war Great. Uh, with uh, Baltimore. Baltimore uh, secedes from the nation and uh, blows up the United States. <laughs> it turns out that uh, Old Bay seasoning, uh, they were secretly making nuclear bombs. And I'm just stuck in this brain. Yeah. That fucking sucks. You power him, and you the only thing you can do to pass the time is you have a rubber band, and you hold the rubber band in your fingers, and you pretend like it's like a bass, and you go, boom, 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 You do that for 50 years. I play a rubber band bass for 50 years. And you write some songs. Like what? The summertime is a time for being in the city. Oh, 
baby. The summertime is a time for me to get shitty. Drinking tons of beer. Hey, everybody, let's hang out now. Let's all go down and kill a cow. Hey, I'm Aaron Brooks, and I fucking am here to stay. <sighs> it's not the best song. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awful, Pat. That fucking sucks. <laughs> what can you do? You know? Yeah, I guess. 